This episode of Legit Podcast Pro is brought to you by Easy Legal for Podcasters, the fast, easy, do-it-yourself way to get the business and legal affairs for your podcast under control, in order, and legit so you can play the bigger podcasting game to win. Visit EasyLegalForPodcasters.com. How to use, how to clear the rights to use a bit of music in your podcast. Right after this. Okay, in one of the Facebook groups, a user posted this question. He says, okay, all thoughts and suggestions on using portions of music, of copyright music, uh, at the end of my podcast. And after a loud chorus of no's and you don'ts and you can'ts, they clarified. The original poster says, it seems like I need to better explain this. I'm not asking about stealing or using copyright material without permission. I'm asking about the process to use copyrighted material. How have you been able to get permissions and purchase the rights to use them? So today I thought I would explain the actual process that you would need to use to get permission or a license to use a piece of commercial music. So first, let's talk about some basics. Copyright is protection that exists from the moment someone creates something original and records it or fixes it in a tangible form. So the mere act of writing a song creates a copyright in that work. And the author of the work is its owner and has the exclusive rights, the exclusive rights to make copies of the work, to distribute those copies, to make derivative works that use, incorporate, or are based on the original, to display the work or to perform the work in public. So Someone writes a song, they own that copyright in what they've written, and only they or people who have permission from them can use that. Now, songwriters usually make deals with music publishers and transfer their ownership or control to that publishing company, who is then responsible for going out and getting money for licensing the song. And then when a recording artist makes a recording of the song, that is a new copyrighted work that is licensed. It, that's called a mechanical license for those who've heard that term because you're making physical mechanical copies. That license authorizes the making of the recording and the distribution of copies of it. And most of the time, the recording artist is signed to a record company. And the recordings are works made for hire, which means that the record label owns those copyrights. So when you want to use a bit of that recording in your podcasting episode or, or on a video or something, you need permission from the record company. And that license is known as a master use license. But because you're also going to be streaming the podcast episode on most services, you also need a public performance license. And in many cases, these are administered with respect to the recordings by an organization called Sound Exchange. But instead of dealing with them and with ASCAP and BMI and those kinds of companies, you can and should negotiate these things directly, directly with the record company, since you're already dealing with them for the master recording. But remember, when you use that bit of a recording, it embodies the underlying musical composition. So we also need a license from the publisher that controls that copyright. That license is sometimes called a sync license, synchronization license. So technically, that's a term that's more commonly used in the film and television industry, where you're synchronizing words and pictures with the music. And again, because you are streaming, 
there's also a public performance of that musical composition. These performance rights are what's administered by those organizations I mentioned, ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, and GMR, Global Music Rights. These are called performance rights organizations or PROs. And in other countries, there are other PROs, and most of them have reciprocal relationships from one place or another. But again, you can negotiate the performance rights directly with the publisher along with the synchronization, right, that you need in order to combine the song composition with what you're doing. So with all of those copyright fundamentals out of the way, you've got the master recording and the public performance, a digital performance. So that's the record company and sound exchange. And then you've got the underlying musical composition. That's with the, uh, the music publisher for the synchronization and the PRO, CSAC, AppsCap, BMI, whatever for, um, for the, the streaming aspect of it, the performance part of it. So how do you track down who owns this stuff? How do you identify who is the publisher for a musical composition? Well, unless it's a public domain work, you know, something that's more than 95 years old, you're going to have to go track down who, who owns those rights. My recommendation is to go on over to ASCAP.com, A-S-C-A-P.com, and search their repertoire. It's, it's a, a service, a database called Songfile. And you're searching for the title of the song and either the songwriter or the artist and then scroll through the results and make sure you're looking at the right song because there's lots and lots of them that have the same or very similar titles. So you want to make sure you're dealing with the right one. And then expand the results for the name of the publisher or publishers. And there could be multiple publishers if there were multiple songwriters. So those are the people you need to reach out to. And yeah, unfortunately, you have to go to all of them if there's multiple owners. Then you have to find the record company. You identify the record label or record company by searching the liner notes or the credits or if you're on Spotify or what have you, you can, you can usually track it down. And then you may have to do a bit of searching for the address for that label. But to complicate things, the, some older songs may be listed as coming from record labels that no longer exist. But you can't assume that because the old label has closed up shop that the rights are no longer protected because in almost every case, the assets have been sold off. So some sleuthing might be necessary to track down the current owner of those recordings. Now, once you know who you have to reach out to, and by the way, it's almost never the recording artist, and it's pretty rare that it's the the uh, the songwriter. You, you got to go to these companies, the publisher and uh, and the record label. So once you know who they are, you have to contact them. Usually there's a web form or they give you a phone number or an address. It's best to do this in writing or something if you can. So contact them by reaching out through their web form or sending them a letter, telling them what you want to do, asking for the permission to use the song you want, tell them how much of it you're going to use, what the context is going to be and all of that, and ask them for a quote. And they will usually take a long time, but they'll eventually get back to you. And when I say a long time, it could be weeks or months. Unless you're offering big money, it's going to be weeks or months. So they'll get back to you with a quote and tell you this is how much we'll charge you to use the song and make sure that you're getting the rights you need. If you're doing an opener for every episode of your podcast, that's going to be a different thing than if you're just using one little piece one time in one episode. So make sure you're negotiating for what you need. And uh, if you can agree to the price that they've set for a license, then ask them to issue a license. And usually they'll do that. It's a couple of page long contract. You, you want to make sure you read it carefully and understand it or compare it to uh, a, uh, uh, a 
license agreement prepared by someone that you trust. Hello. <laughs> and there's that. So, um, yeah, so those are, that's the basics. And once you get them to say yes and agree to the price, get the license, get it in writing, pay the money, and you're good to go. So you can see it's a time-consuming and costly process, but it can be um, it can be a good idea. You know, if you need a particular signature song for something, it can be done. So um, one question I'm seeing in the comments right now, if one chooses to do a medley, would one have to get individual permission for each selection within the medley? Yes, Bob, that is correct. You do have to get each song cleared. And because you're doing a mashup, you're combining multiple things, you not only need to get the, get permission to use it, but you also need them to know what you're combining with what and be able to say yes or, 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 or approve not just the use, but the fact that you're combining it with other things because they could have artistic concerns about that. So that is really interesting and a really good question. Thank you. And that's it for um, for this episode of um, Legit Podcast Pro. Sorry. <laughs> that's what this show is, Legit Podcast Pro. And um, I'll be back again in about a week. And until then, have a great one. See you real soon.